0: All right. Well, uh, greetings, everyone. Uh, This is Cover to Cover, a podcast created by the Santa Barbara Public Library, where we delve into the spirit of Santa Barbara through the voices, stories, and
1: personalities of our local community. I'm Jace Turner. And I'm Norma Cervantes, and we're thrilled to kick off our first podcast with today's special guest, Jason Harris. He's the city of Santa Barbara's first economic development manager. So we'd like to welcome Jason.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited to, to be the inaugural guest, uh, as well as the inaugural incumbent in, in the position. Economic uh, Yeah,
1: manager number one position. for everything. <laughs> okay. Oh <boy.
2: laughs> Here we go. Kind of been the spirit of my job in the last two and a half months, the number one of of many things, Uh, helping close State Street longer than a uh, parade or a a weekend pop up, uh, as well as try to help our economy recover during uh, a a pandemic in our collective lifetimes. Uh, Not many people were around in 1918
0: during the Spanish flu yeah so Jason before you kind of or before we kind of get into our 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 questions and our conversation one of the things that I'm kind of curious about is what's what's something that you remember like the first time you came to Santa Barbara at any age actually well when when did you first come to come to Santa Barbara and what was your first impression
2: yeah no it's a it's a great question I um so I I grew up uh in the south I, I ultimately migrated west while well, I was in high school, uh, grew up in Tucson, Arizona, and um, finished school there. And then I, I relocated to, to Los Angeles to kind of start my career. And I had uh, a number of friends that were both uh, in college at UC, University of California, Santa Barbara, and then and some were working uh, working for the school. And so I, I'd come up from Los Angeles uh, to to I La Vista, ultimately because they were all living there. But obviously, it, made my way to, to uh, Santa Barbara. And so I guess my, my first memories of, of, of Santa Barbara, obviously, are like so many uh, folks of experiencing on the 101 coming up the coast and, and seeing the beauty of, of, uh, sending it mountains and, and yeah. kind of, you, you kind of turn the corners and you, you get into Montecito and Summerland. And you're like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> <And> <laughs> what Then, you, is then this? you come down the hill and you, and you see the coast of Santa Barbara and, and you see the red tile roofs and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Uh, so that you know that's that, that was my first experience um, and then ultimately kind of really getting to know the community a little bit more was you know experiencing State Street uh, coming in as a as a young adult and um, and just you know it and that was in I guess I'll have to date myself to a degree that was in the, the 90s the mid 90s right this is older no, than you so uh, don't uh, worry the, the, that was in the <laughs> early 90s and um, and you know, I, after that, I lived overseas and, and lived oh, wow. elsewhere. So I wasn't in California for a number of years. So um, so I kind of saw it. You know, during a, a peak period, uh, the early '90s, uh, uh, State Street was a really robust, active entertainment district. Um, so I remember going out to to, to some bars and, and nightclubs there, and uh, and just going, wow, this is such a
0: great, you know, cool community. Any bars that are still around? You know, I, I'm, I'm trying
2: to recall. Never- uh, I've been. I, I, I haven't dated yet.
1: It, it,
2: I, it could have been the Wildcat. Might have been, yeah. been in existence Was then it and, already
1: and, named that?
2: Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It opens. So, yeah. So it. It. I, I'm sure I worked my. I don't recall it by name at that point. But uh, so that might have been the experience. And then. And then. And then, unfortunately, you know, my kind of return visit. Um. You know, I've been coming up, obviously, during the interview process, et cetera. But I. I haven't. I didn't come into the community until my my job started at the end of March, so March 30th, so we were two weeks into the the pandemic Pandemic. and the the shutdown, and so I was, uh, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm here, how exciting, and there is, everything's closed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But don't you feel like it's the perfect storm, right, and getting into community, like, what is your definition of community, and how do you define that? And how does Santa Barbara special in that way, and different from any other place that you've been?
2: Yeah, no, that's it's that's a great question. I, you know, I guess when I think of community, I, I think of it multidimensional. Um, you know, I, I think of community of of the residents and how they interact in the city, um, and and in that regard, this is a really special place just in the composition of its residents. It's a, I like to kind of make a generalization of. It's a, it's almost a creative capital, um, very hmm. entrepreneurial, like
0: uh,
2: yeah. highly, you know, intelligent. Lots of retired academics and engaged people. But then it's, also a really interesting composition. We've, we've got a robust and, in, and, uh, and just engaged Hispanic community, and it's a, a substantive portion of our community. And we've got commercial fishermen and. We've got all kind of strands of of uh, of life here and so I think that makes a really engaged and and diverse and, and and enjoyable community just from the composition of its residents and then again another layer is is it's its business it's business environment and we've got just some such you know just amazing uh, neighborhood uh, corridors business serving corridors uh, that are unique to all the neighborhoods throughout the city and I think that makes it also special that you know you can anywhere you live in the city you have you have services uh, by being provided by businesses uh, kind of throughout the community and so it's not you know everyone it's a it's a walkable rideable city in that regard that you know it's big enough to have space and it's not overly dense and crowded but at the same time you know you can live somewhere and have amenities close at hand that you could walk and and ride to and and then i think the the third layer uh when i think of community is its its environment and mm-hmm. and that's probably i mean these are all special in their own right but this environment both on the physical scale and it's obviously world renowned for its architecture and spanish colonial architecture and and so much history and historic buildings that's I mean, there's only there's not many places in the world, especially in the United States, there's very few places in the United States that have that level of historical architecture and buildings remaining and in such incredible quality. But then we have an amazing intersection of nature. I mean, yeah. we've got the San Inez Mountain, like right there, and then a beautiful coast and And I mean, this community is so abundant in riches. We have parks everywhere and amazing parks and, and then the creeks, you know, and so the interface of how the mountains come through the community, through the creeks and the ocean. And so again, this idea that no matter where we are in the city, we have all of these riches, all of these abundance of amazing architecture, amazing buildings and nature and open space and, and services. I mean, it's, it's why so many people never leave. The <laughs> no. way you describe
1: <laughs> it, I want to go there. <laughs> yeah, <right.
2: laughs> we are here. Everybody, you are here.
0: We actually want to go outside. Like, and I like don't wanna, I don't, I don't, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, Jason, you mentioned, um, you know, cycling and biking is being such a big part of the culture here, and, and it reminds me of when I was going to school in Bloomington, Indiana, which is actually also a big biking town, but I was telling my neighbor, that I'm from Santa Barbara, and he's like, you're from Santa Barbara, like, that's like one of the best biking, you know, towns in the whole country, like, what are you doing in the middle of Indiana, you know, like, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing here, um, but I do love that, I love the idea that you can walk, you can bus, you can bike to pretty much everywhere you need to go in Santa Barbara, and that makes it very, very convenient.
1: Yeah, I mean, I walk to work every day, so, but even when I lived in Ventura, I used to commute and it was a really nice commute minus the traffic. Um, so, so I completely do get that.
0: So um, you talked a little bit, well, you talked a lot about kind of what makes a really good community and why Santa Barbara's community is, is, is so special. How is it, like in, you know, how is it different than some of the other communities where you've lived and kind of worked? Well,
2: I, I think going back to those descriptions, if you think of place being a combination of factors, both people and environment, physical environment and natural environment, um, you know, kind of the business arrangement. So I guess on the, the scale, you know, I've lived in some really diverse places. So as I mentioned, you know, I, I grew up in the South, um, born in Florida. and. Where exactly? And I was born in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, my my family uh, on both sides, fa- father side, mother side, was in uh, thoroughbred racehorsing. Um, and so I spent That's my nice. m- I spent my youth my youth in um, in Arkansas where there's uh, race tracks and and my grandparents had a had a thoroughbred farm. Um, so I spent a lot of times outdoors uh, there on the farm with the horses, and then. My father was a uh, thoroughbred veterinarian. And so at, at that point in time in the racing uh, industry, you, you we're seasonal. And so we would travel around and lived in various um, cities as we went to the various uh, tracks. And, um, and then, as I mentioned, uh, you know, relocated to, to Tucson, Arizona for, for high school and ultimately went to undergraduate there. And so if you can imagine going from green, lush, humid, small towns south to kind of arid desert, Sonora Desert. A uh, bigger city, that's half a million people. Tucson, Arizona, uh, university town, um, very different. And then I, you know, moved uh, to Los Angeles. Uh, lived in various places, Koreatown and Venice, in Los Angeles in the early uh, part of my uh, professional career. And then during that period, and so you know, then you know, really large city, metropolitan city, right. uh, and you know, very urban. Uh, and my first time living in a city that large. So, and then you know, take almost to the full end of the spectrum. Uh, I kind of got burnt out on the rat race early in my professional career and, you know, trying to find a a kind of a career path and trajectory direction was, uh, you know, it was served in U.S. US Peace Corps, United States Peace Corps, as a Peace Corps volunteer in Costa Rica. And then I was living in an extremely rural uh, uh, environment and and effectively a jungle environment on the Caribbean coast near Panama, a town of, you know, was in a village of couple not even maybe 200 people 100 people so uh no no electricity that's where I did learn Spanish um and and ultimately where I I kind of found my career path and niche to a certain extent not necessarily explicitly the Peace Corps but I stayed I stayed in country after my two years of Peace Corps service and uh, stayed in country built uh, bought some land built a house um, started a restaurant Um, met my first wife, my first of three children was born there. He's half Costa Rican. And, um, and so just, you know, kind of beginning that life and, and then I got to the point where I was like, wait, if I'm either going to do this for the rest of my life or I'm going to ultimately work my way back to the States. And if I'm going to do that, I better do it sooner rather than later. And came back to the States and got a master's in business, um, administration, uh, living in Illinois. First time I was in the, the Midwest. And and the first time I'd lived that far north in the United States, uh, experienced uh, a real winter with snow because I'd always lived, you know, south in the s- southern region of the U.S.
1: Yeah. And
2: uh, and then ultimately worked my way back back west uh arizona gosh
1: California. you've been everywhere
0: yeah I, I, lo- I love that because you can really tell like if you've been everywhere like that you can really appreciate santa barbara right because if you're yeah. from santa barbara it's hard yeah. to really appreciate it unless you've lived in other areas so
1: yeah i love that perspective that, that's very true i mean and since you've lived everywhere and you've now kind of been here for a little bit like what is it eight weeks 100 yeah. days <laughs>
2: Yeah, I started um, on March thirtieth.
1: Yeah, how uh, what have been or what have been your secret spots here in Santa Barbara or uh, favorite restaurants or coffee shops? Now that you've gotten around a little bit, yeah,
2: or? yeah that, I mean that, that's a great question because you know what's my what's my secret spot? What's my favorite spot this week? Right? Because yeah, there or is today. so much. <laughs> or today. I mean, it's un- <laughs> back to that description of unlimited. So I mean, I I've, I feel like I've only scratched the surface. Well, first off the first, you know, gosh, maybe four, six weeks I was here, nothing was open. Uh, We were still in the lockdown. And so uh, as a central uh, government um, business employee, I was coming to work, uh, physically to work, um, but obviously businesses were still closed. So there was very limitations of, of what I could actually do. So I actually spent a lot of time outdoors. So kind of my first round was experiencing and uh, all the different beaches and trails, and 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 kind of going to some of the parks, and now all that that businesses are open, getting to ex- experience those, and and
1: that's and all thanks to you. That's all in conjunction with you.
2: Well, I, I'm I, I'm a supporting cast member. Uh, ultimately, we're <laughs> living under kind of. Public health directives come in from both the state and the county uh, under under the transition of reopening. Uh, I guess to answer your question, you know, the the kind of secret spot, I don't know how secret it is, but I, I think one of the enjoyable spaces I've found uh, is a little coffee house, uh, dark, dark coffee uh, down in the funk zone. Yeah. But, but what's really unique and special about the, the business is they have a little park they've created across the street and you go to their little park and they've got a little community garden and a little park space and it's actually quite large it's a parcel or so and you know it's just that you know it kind of it, it kind of illustrates kind of both the creative capital like really unique business the architecture and art of the business but then kind of the kind of community attitude that so many um Santa Barbaraans have of you know wanting to make their place uh as great as it is and and add to the to the place and so that you know made time and effort to Im- make improvement to you know a vacant lot and make it into a little community garden and and a, a place of respite I love that again that's that's the one I found recently and I'm sure I'm going to scumble stumble across and and find find other unique little spot I mean amazing places I mean little every park I go to I'm just like gosh, uh, I'd have to pull up a map. I can't can't remember all the names, but there's amazing parks. The ones that's like the trees and the rocks and the creek come through or the huge wooden fort. I take my kids to, they love that fort and it's, oh my
0: gosh. I love, I love discovering, I mean, I'm from Santa Barbara and I've been here for a long time (laughs) and I love discovering parks that I didn't even know existed, like Orbit Park. You know, Orbit Park is such a wonderful little gem you know, most people drive right by it all the time, but it's such a beautiful little mysterious park. There's upper or- orbit, lower orbit. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah.
2: And yeah. and just the name of that, right? Yeah, or- or- <laughs> like, uh, you know, that I'm sure has a story behind it, right? Absolutely, like how-
0: it does. Yeah. Um, so now that State Street has uh, kind of been closed, but open for foot traffic for how many weeks now? It's been
1: Three
0: weeks, four three. weeks. Oh gosh, we're
2: going on. Uh, we're going on the fifth week now. Wow. We opened, uh, We closed the street on uh, Friday the twenty second. Uh, effectively, Memorial Day weekend. Wow. Um, and so wow. That, that is yeah. We're this is approaching the sixth the sixth week now
0: uh, of that. One, so two, three,
2: four, five. Yeah, this will be the sixth weekend.
0: So, what are some of the successes that 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 you've seen um, with the closing of State Street? Well, I mean, I think just generally. The, I mean, multiple
2: uh, successes. One, it's it's exciting uh, and gratifying to see the public come out and and embrace downtown. Um, you know, as much as that was a, a a direct effort to support the food service businesses by to allow for the expansion and creation of temporary outdoor dining areas, um, it also became a de facto park promenade area and you know it's really gratifying to see families bringing out their children for their first bike rides or for families to take bike rides and and behind that i i think about how and it was kind of my desire and some of the things i spoke about in my interview and process was to um you know make downtown and kind of uh, Get get the residents to come out and enjoy downtown again, and maybe enjoy it in a different way. Little did I know when I interviewed, and even before I, you know, when I took the job uh, in on March 30th, that that would be kind of the initial step towards that, and it it literally is the initial step. We we have many many um, many steps ahead of of kind of revitalizing downtown, but the idea that. The, the community would get to experience downtown in a different way, other than a, just a commerce standpoint, and or coming for an experience, be it you know a show or a movie, that they could experience it as as a public space and an outdoor space, and kind of just as we were talking before, what is community, and it's kind of that intersection of people and commerce and the natural and physical environment and. Downtown really represents it because we have a beautiful downtown, an amazing downtown, probably one of the most beautiful downtowns uh, I can think of, with incredible nature, right? Incredible trees and landscaping, and then we have plazas and parks. I just, again, the, the abundance uh, over, overwhelms and overflows in Santa Barbara. And we're, we're so lucky in that regard. I've definitely
0: seen a lot more families on State Street. And I think that that's really, really yeah. wonderful to see like kids riding their bikes, you know. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: like in the middle of the street, which seems so kind of, you know, like against the rules, right? And
1: I still cross the street at the crosswalk. I, do too. I, I, I forget that you
0: can You can jaywalk yeah. now, Norma.
1: I do it on other streets, yeah. just not now. <laughs> hey,
2: it's not a bad idea. You know, that's not a bad idea.
1: <laughs> but it's a it's very nice to see that. It's very different. Um, but it's really nice to see all of everybody that comes out, even during the middle of the day, you know, and it is summertime, so obviously the kids are out of school. So it's really nice to see that. Um difference from even last year during the summer, right? And it is because of the pandemic, but it's very nice to see.
2: Yeah, and, and I, along those lines, I mean, I think this, again, this is the beginning uh, of many great things to come, and and I think in a way, in some ways, a, a great reintroduction of downtown to to the residents, local, the local population of, you know, experiencing downtown in a, in a a different way, and and then ultimately, when we are able to go back, uh, hopefully to a closer normal, and celebrate and and come together, you know, physically in a, as a community, uh, a little uh, with maybe without the social distancing, or at least to be able to gather and congregate. Um, that you know, it's that's the other thing I, I was always envisioning is uh, ha- having downtown be a center for the community, and so you know, be it dance performances and musical recitals and uh, school plays and things that would normally happen in a, in whatever setting is, you know, well, here's an opportunity. Let's use our, use our downtown. Let's use a state street as that um, gathering place for that performance, for that uh, ability to congregate. Obviously, we can't do that right now because of the public health, um, you know, requirements, but when we are i think that's kind of what i envision and and have been speaking to you know a number of nonprofit um cultural art groups to kind of start planting the seeds and 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 it, and downtown that that wouldn't it be abnormal right so like we we have the solstice and we've had fiesta and we've had those events but those have you know are kind of you know large events and and i kind of envision like small events right it's just right Hey, a group wants to do the X or Y and, you know, here, here's a new area to, to do
0: that and, and, and welcome them in that regard. And, and so and I love exciting the, to envision. Absolutely. And I love the idea that, you know, with the library's plaza renovation project, you know, that we can kind of create an outdoor space right off of State Street that kind of feeds into um, state Street, because the library brings families downtown you know right. uh, the library for all of our programming that we provide it bring, it does bring families downtown and so to think that they could kind of go to the library and go down State Street and go for a bike ride or do some chalk drawing or something like that is a uh, really fantastic
2: most definitely and and, and just that 's a great point of reference, you know especially as I envision you know state street 's a long arterial you know commercial corridor ultimately right and, and but it, it does have these distinct districts, you know, they're currently not well-defined, per se, from a marketing or promotion standpoint, but they are there naturally. And so the upper section of State Street, where the library is and where the art museum and where our live theaters are, that those spaces on the interior can easily expand and extend out. And I think that is, you know, the library plaza is a part of that function, right? Of, right. of using the outdoor space. I mean, we've got the most amazing climate in the world, we should be maximizing it, right? We should have outdoor rooftops spaces nice. on every building and, <laughs>
1: and, and patios,
2: et cetera. And so, so I, I think this is the, the beginning of, of many of that. And, and you know, this is not new that we've been, been, you know, working towards this in a variety of means and methods. So it's those types of opportunities going forward. And, and, and the council just this week uh, established a, a subcommittee to start, to start working on that. Um, they understand and recognize that you know what we have now is temporary. Um, it runs to September 8th. They may extend that depending on the public health uh, restrictions. But we, we all recognize this is temporary, and so let's start positioning and planning for the permanent. And what is that? And and there's a both a combination of regulatory processes that we have to go through, but then you know community process because we did this kind of unilaterally, just saying you know this is a life preserver to the businesses uh, and an opportunity for the community. Uh, you know we'll, we'll go back and, and and conduct a traditional Santa Monica, Santa Barbara city process of of engaging the public and, and getting that feedback and input, and um, and so we're excited to
0: to begin that what kind of developments um kind of along state street uh staying there for just a moment might we kind of expect in the next couple of weeks or is there anything new kind of coming up or well um you know i think we're, we're continuing evaluating what we have
2: and can tweak tweaking uh if you saw we put in uh these large trees uh that are just in crates to create kind of buffers uh and and protect the pedestrians you know they were they were donated um, and you know looked a little tattered and so we're we're going to try to spruce those up a little bit, um, <laughs> decorate them and and you know I, I think right now this is a very fluid period because we're working under a public health emergency and so it's it's hard to kind of make any real substantive commitments per se of kind of what is the next item you know we're continuing to study for instance we're seeing a new whole um, path of travel as it were of obviously we were speaking earlier of, of a whole new wave of um bicyclists coming through and using state street as a as a bike corridor which is exciting and great and it should but then they get to the 400 block um and and then transition to underpass and it's like ooh, wow okay what was great not having any cars and now we're back into the car so we're evaluating what can be done there recognizing we're temporary and 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 you know we're in a budget reduction process etc so we're kind of studying that seeing what opportunities are there and and kind of same for the pedestrians uh recognizing we're trying to also create space and social distancing so we're just continuing to kind of refine some of the operational pieces and similar on the upper end you know we'd close the 1300 block uh there's you know three businesses that now created parklets and so the idea is do we need the street closed we may reopen that to, to cars but then may change the kind of use of the street instead of angled or um Parallel parking, maybe maybe actually use dia- um, diagonal ninety degree parking, and it, uh-huh. kind of create a little more parking access, and and just support those businesses, and create that kind of gateway into the State Street
0: um, corridor. What has been some of the feedback from the businesses on State Street?
2: Yeah, it is uh, overwhelmingly positive and supportive, and it, to the point that I have been hearing from businesses that they're doing more better business than years prior. More wow. than last year, more than the years prior. Wow. So Memorial Day this past year during a pandemic, they had better business than last year at Memorial I mean, we were Day
1: also pandemic. <laughs> What's we were also born, yeah. right? It was the first weekend. Things were actually- That over. helped. That helped. and and, so. and it was
2: kind of noted by economists that we would see that. We would see that little economic rebound um, of people coming out of the closure as, as the world's kind of transitioned you know we saw that happen in China and then, and, and then in Europe um, so some of this was anticipated and, and so there is a big question of how long that would be sustained and then I have a huge question myself as to what does state street look um, in this configuration off season in the winter and it's cooler we maybe have more inclement weather we don't have the level of tourism and, and the uh, length of daylight um, so I'm interested in experiencing that and seeing that and how that space um, functions during that time period to give us a collective uh, information as to because as we transition yeah. and think about making this permanent what does permanent look like and what right. do we need for those permanent conditions and and recognizing that's probably a long t- effort, because we don't have the budgetary means to do anything substantive today, so we'd obviously secure the street um, more so than what we have, but, you know, longer term, there's, you know, all sorts of creative ideas of how to use that public space and what amenities go into it, you know, um, so just all sorts of opportunity.
1: Any thoughts on extending it anywhere else that you guys are doing well, I, you know, I think the uh,
2: you know State Street. I've always make the generalization State Street. Uh, you could not have designed a street any better to actually close, um, because it mm-hmm. has no on street parking. It has no driveways. It has no loading docks. It is literally a just a cruising street. It, it yeah. and so the idea that okay, and it and it doesn't really carry substantive traffic. It's not a freeway on ramp exit kind of frontage. So. So it doesn't, it doesn't actually need to carry cars, um, you know, there are other streets throughout the city, you know, more so actually operate and function as, uh, you know, in that for that purpose, but that being said is um, the west side came forward with a really unique um, proposition and proposal, we've been working with them the past few weeks, and so this, this coming weekend, um, that starts off on June 27th. Uh, they're calling it um, Weekends on the West Side. Uh, San Andreas. Cool. Uh, hashtag, San Andreas yeah. hashtag
1: Weekends on the West Side. Weekends
2: on the West Side. I like it. Um, yeah. So San Andreas, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of intersection of Mitchell Torrena that, uh, you know, has a cluster of, of food service businesses and great bakeries and great restaurants. And so we're going to close that one block off, um, the 1400 block of San Andreas, so Mitchell Torrena to Sola. And uh, we'll close it off for vehicle traffics. And then, and so those businesses will kind of do a similar, right? They'll extend outdoor dining, uh, but we'll also see the businesses there kind of set up kind of uh, displays and, and kind of uh, exhibitions. There's a. a karate studio that does dancing, and so we'll have a little exhibition. And so it's as much of you know creating a business opportunity, but it's also an opportunity for the for the neighborhood to come together and celebrate. That. And, and that really you know,
1: cool. Yeah,
2: we're we're excited to to see that initiative. So so yeah, you know, that's the first. We may see others. Obviously, we've seen the parklets. You know, it's the idea of of using on street parking uh, for a purpose other than parking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and obviously under this kind of construct, it's it's for the outdoor dining. And that's that's been innovative to see that pop up, and we've seen variations of that in, in different locales. Uh, and this emergency ordinance the council adopted also allowed you know the outdoor dining to extend onto private property with the use of um, surface parking lots, etc. And so I think the idea that we're not going to let necessarily cars dominate our space and we can repurpose it. Obviously, it's all under kind of this temporary emergency measure, but you know it's just great to see that how we can kind of co-opt space that to is used for automobiles for for people one of the things that i really love and i
0: think that this is you know an opportunity is to really bring the community downtown you know i mean that's kind of what i've been seeing is a lot of community members and people who live here and and not just focus so much on the tourism you know which kind of comes and goes depending on the season or the pandemic or the crisis or whatever um so i think that you know everything that we can possibly do to kind of make it like local friendly um. And Kind of keep it alive, yeah.
1: I think in some way. And I think it is. I went out a few weekends ago. I heard it was it was a Thursday night, and I was at Institution Ale, and there was a bunch of, like, kids walking around with, like, their graduation. And I say kids, but they were graduating, called, like, UCSB. And I guess it was, like, their graduation weekend. Right. And so it was – obviously, they're locals right now because they come here. But I felt like it was more uh, – people that live in Santa Barbara that were actually experiencing uh, the outdoor dining. And it's also different to us. And and it was really nice to see like everything that is happening and bringing people together because, you know, as much as they say people shouldn't talk from table to table, it's just, we were all inside our houses. So it was really nice to see just people coming together that you can tell didn't know each other before. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very nice. I really like how it's coming along. So great job, right. I mean,
2: <laughs> with well, you and
1: the team that you've obviously. It's
2: exactly, it's a team, you know, I, yeah. I just kind of was, was one component of that. And it's yeah. in you know, our, our streets um, public works group and, and coordinating with um, yeah. you know, the police and, and downtown Santa Barbara and just so many many functions. And, and it's also just, I think a testament to this, this organization, the municipality, the city of Santa Barbara and our elected officials that you know represent the the residents of recognizing the need and willing to take uh, a chance on and in risk and and it's been it's been satisfying to see that pay off for the community and um, and and just everything we're we're referencing and recognizing that you know it's just a great opportunity and and make the the, the best out of a worst case scenario you know, we've got a
0: little bunch of lemons dropped on us and we've been making a lot of lemonade out of it. It's kind of of like you said, Norma, it's like the perfect storm. Yeah, right? yeah. Kind of like this opened up so many opportunities that maybe do not seem possible. Uh, At
1: the beginning of in January, right? right, like before the pandemic actually hit, it would have been a little bit more difficult probably to get all of that off the ground. Oh, so I think
2: yeah, this community's been talking about closure of State Street for decades, right, and <laughs> yeah. and it's a, been political hot potato and, and a lot of really strong opinions and it. Kind of took a combination of factors, uh, principally the pandemic, but a number of other factors put it into place. And and you know I think for those proponents in the past that advocated for it have to be you know, feeling, um, feeling good as to see the the success.
0: So do you have like a favorite story from either like a business owner or a customer or just your own kind of personal anecdote that you would feel like you'd like to share? Um, well, you know, that that's, I've been,
2: yeah, that's, that's a great question. I, you know, I guess it, I don't have one in particular. I'd make a broad generalization that, um, that, the other thing I guess I would remark on on Santa Barbara's the community, the residents, the the, the business um, people that make this community so special and what it is, is how friendly and open and welcoming everyone is. And, you know, I came from Santa Monica. It was my last community I lived and worked in. And, uh, you know, it's not that far away, but, you know, from the second largest city in the United States, metro region to you know, kind of, you know, smaller coastal uh, community up the coast with thought, maybe I'm going to get some pushback or resistance. And everybody's just been incredibly welcoming and, and, um, and, and really supportive and wanting to help me be successful in doing my job. And I think my first two to three weeks, uh, you know, everything was shut down, there was no business. So I literally was you know, taking meetings, everything's now virtual. So actually I did have a couple that were in person and we would take a walk down state street and it was completely deserted. Uh, Really sad to see, but everyone was giving me their opinion and advice and, and just being so supportive and recognizing, you know, I was both new to the organization, new to the community, and that this position was new to the, to the organization Uh, of, of everyone wanting the best, uh, wanting the best for the city, wanting the best for me professionally in this position and, 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 you know, everyone having, wanting to share their, their their opinion, experience and expertise. And, and I continue to to receive that and I've, you know, made it through maybe 60 plus plus folks uh, at all, at all components of the community. I've got another list of about another 60. So I'm only kind of chipping away slowly at it. Um, But I, I think that's kind of, I guess, my Santa Barbara Kind of uh, takeaway to, to answer your question. It, I really wouldn't pick any one experience. I think it's the collective, but it's a collective that's been consistent and and uh, throughout of just everyone wanting to give their time and everyone's just so kind of centered on wanting to make the best of this community in in whatever role they play, be it as a business person or as a public representative, be it on a board or commission or a resident, um, and just, just also
0: welcoming and and supportive. It's true that we're very passionate about where we live, and we want things to be, you know, beautiful and successful and thriving. And I think that there's a lot of support out there to kind of make this a really wonderful, wonderful place to be. Geographically, we've kind of got that, you know, that's kind of just there. Um, but it's really the people that build the city, right? Yeah. And so it's 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 like it's it's, it's only half kind of nature the other half is all us you know oh, kind yeah. of making this this wonderful place so Most um, definitely. Most definitely. we're very happy to have you on
1: board definitely
0: see I'm you're a continued extension of the oh. rest of the
2: communities <laughs> <laughs> thank you for welcoming and your support <laughs>
1: Well, Jace, you should feel more welcome because Jace is from here. I just moved here like five years ago, so. So no opinion doesn't really matter right now. (laughs) It's Jace that you should be worried about.
0: (laughs) So um, anything else that you kind of would like to kind of share with our audience? Any kind of exciting things? Anything, any recommendations? Uh, Any, uh, anything that you think you might want to?
2: Yeah, I guess um, hmm, that's a it's a broad, interesting question. You know, I it, this is also you know a really complex town, and you know I was making some r- references in in various interviews or whatnot that you know I kind of view the coastal com- towns of California as these precious gems. You know, they're precious in the regards that there's there's very few, right? the, the land and communities are finite. Um, they're precious because th- they've been protected and preserved um, by the community for decades, centuries. In this case, um, and at the same time, that there's still this kind of interesting, kind of creative energy uh, that that the, the residents and, and and the community has, and that this is a very dynamic community, right? And it's not it's not so set in its ways that you know, it, it's uh, not wanting change, or you know, there's elements of that where it's, you know, obviously we have a very strong historic preservation uh, community and protection of, you know, our, our our history and our architecture. But there's also this willingness to tap into the creative mindset uh, that we have, and it's just the the abundance of the arts and culture. I mean, it's just un- unbelievable, right? And it just starts. So yeah exciting how, how much riches right beyond the natural environment, just the cultural and the creative. And then, you know, I think the other strength is strength and diversity. We, you know, we've got a, a long history, uh, obviously founded by, you know, Spanish conquistadors, uh, but that, you know, such a strong makeup of this community is Hispanic. And I think that's another strength that, that this community has, and, and uh, is, is so powerful, uh, that, uh, of strength and opportunity. And then just lastly, I think just th- going forward in the future and, and having this opportunity, this, you know, this pandemic's kind of uh, hit the reset button uh, on, the, on, the, on the globe, on the world, right? We've seen, we've seen man stand still, um, literally. And, you know, we're able to kind of reconnect with each other, reconnect with our families. Nature's reconnected. The earth's gotten a, a second to catch a breath you know, carbon monoxide levels are dropping, and it just, and so I think we're going to come out of this ultimately stronger. Uh, This is a community known for resilience. We've faced adversity and disasters in the past, Uh, earthquakes and fires and mudslides, Um, and so it's exciting to to help kind of strengthen and rebuild and and set the path forward, and and I look forward to being a part of it and, and working with so many You know, talented and and engaged community members to do so.
1: No, definitely. That's uh, to be continued with all the great projects I'm sure you have in mind, other than, you know, the weekends on the west side, was it? (laughs) Yeah, hashtag hashtag weekends on the west side. So, any fun facts or anything, um, you know, you'd like to share? I know uh, we're zooming so we can see your background, but it looks like you're a surfer.
2: Yes, I, um, you know, even though I grew up in the desert, uh, I didn't get exposed to to the ocean coast uh, until a young adult. I was uh, actually going to UC Santa Cruz uh, summer school before I started college. And so the first time I, I got to, you know, surf and be in the ocean and I didn't have a wetsuit. Imagine no wetsuit in Santa Cruz, even wow. in the summer, <laughs> it's oh. still freezing. But uh, I always make that uh, analogy if, you know, if for folks that have never surfed, if they experience it one or two times, I can always tell them like you will know after your first or second you know effort trying to learn to surf whether you, that's a sport for you because you either come away and you're like wow that was the greatest experience even though you floundered and you couldn't get up etc uh, or you're like wow that that's not for me i <laughs> never for me it was uh, you know it, it touched uh, it touched upon me and so you know fortunately I had the opportunity in Costa Rica living on the coast there and um, that's right. and then I had another hiatus in my life where I was living in Arizona for a big stretch and so it was it's great to be back back in the water, I think, uh, you know, that's, that's one of my uh, places. Where do you like to surf? Where do you like to surf in Santa Barbara? You know, I, uh, I haven't been here for a full winter. So I came obviously late March. So I kind of missed the winter season, but uh, I have been hitting Hammonds uh, just uh, there's just South of uh, butterfly beach, a little, little reef spot, a little fun spot there. And I look forward to uh, um, going to Mesa lane here off off of Mesa bluffs uh, with some, uh, some local friends I have and, And then, uh, you know, over time, worked my way up to Halama and, and,
0: you know, hit the scary Tarantulas. Yes. Nice. Nice. (laughs) So um, we're going to kind of close with our last question, which is a question that we're going to ask everyone. Um, So what books or magazines or kind of are by your bedside or what's like, what are you watching or TV films? What's in your Netflix queue? What's what's exciting to you right now?
2: Yeah, so um you know most nights when I get home I'm I literally like completely check out and so I a lot of times I don't turn on uh and just more more uh tune out but I I do have uh the book that I've been reading uh, on and off is uh a, an Australian surfer uh that's also an author uh, Nat Young it's called Church of the Open Sky and mm-hmm. it's uh there's this kind of history in in the surfing uh surfing culture of calling um, talking about Hawkins uh, talk story it, it's called and it comes out of the Polynesian culture and it's telling stories effectively so it's a it's a book of him just telling um, anecdotal stories of surfers and the evolution of surfing he was kind of one of the He's an older older gentleman now but he was one of the first surfing professionals in the shortboard generation and kind of transitioning on the longboards and short and performance surfing and and kind of professional surfing so it's really interesting take on this on the culture and then um as far as uh you know kind of media i've been watching a series and it just got its second season uh and it's unique in particular to santa barbara because it's been filmed here it's called the politician on netflix and oh, um I don't know it, I didn't, yeah I, it's I kind of it's kind of a I, a I don't know how to describe it I uh you know I guess call it a a dark comedy or just a comedy but it has a little you know a little darkness to it uh, but you know it's kind of a parody of uh of you know the kind of the private school and the kind of upper echelon and kind of the intrigue of of that but with a you know kind of a funny a funny Gwyneth Paltrow is is the mother in it and oh. but it's great because it, it it shows you know uh, different vantage points of Santa Barbara uh, be it you know communities or, or buildings or, so I'm always watching it trying to say do I know that do I know that's that space spot, or that structure yeah. or whatnot so so that's kind of fun to kind of um use it as a little bit of you know where's Waldo
0: in the community kind of scenario it's like with with the people who read super Grafton novels right, right. want to know like you know where this street is and where that house is, house is. um well, Jason, thank you so much for your time and for talking to us today and sharing a bit of your story.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. We look forward to everything that's to come with all of your great ideas and working with the community. So thank you so much.
0: Well,
2: thank you for the opportunity. And I look forward to meeting you in person uh, and, and many so many other people in person. We've all, <laughs> all just been interacting via uh, these, these uh, video meetings. But Well, we would
1: love to give you a tour of the
0: library. Yes,
2: Most definitely.
1: And-
0: I look
2: forward Jason's look your forward guy. To oh,
1: yeah.
2: Great, great. Oh. One, again, one of those precious historical gems
0: in the community. So I look forward to seeing it. We couldn't agree more. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Jason. Thank you. And um, if anyone else is interested in being a guest on Cover to Cover, um, just send us an email at librarypr at Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Everyone's got a story and we want to hear yours. So uh, signing up, everyone. Thank you so much for listening.